Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Standing O podcast with me, Coach D. As always, I am excited you're here. Today, we're going to talk about something that maybe isn't the most fun to think about when you're thinking about your season and goal crushing and winning and doing all the things and planning your vision board. We don't like to talk about disappointment, you know, the setbacks, the things that are ultimately those roadblocks or those hurdles that are going to stand in your way of that beautiful vision, that beautiful dream, that thing you have all planned out in colored pencils and post-it notes. We don't like to talk about disappointment, but I think it's important that we do. I have been an athlete all my life, and I feel like I've now been coaching even longer. So there's a thing or two I know about disappointment, whether it's something I've had myself, you know, whether it's um, not meeting a goal right away, or I think back to my first couple years in college and just this vision I had of what being a college athlete was going to be like, you know, just wearing the uniform and going to these fancy meets and it just like, you know, winning everything and it being fun. And it was part of that, but it wasn't that at all. And so just that reality, not meeting up with my initial dream or vision, that was a disappointment. Or I think back to high school when all I really wanted was to win a state title. And I got second and second and third and second. It was disappointing not to see my dreams, my goals come to fruition the way I had planned. We need to talk about disappointment and we need to prepare for it as much as we do for the victory. Now, listen, I think it's so important to have pictured those standing O moments, to have them written down on a mirror or a place where you can see it every day because it is that conscious and turns into a subconscious reminder of what you're aiming towards, what you're working towards. It gives you purpose. It gives you fuel. It gives you drive. It also reminds you of when things get tough, of when those disappointments happen of why you need to keep moving forward. I have seen it all too much where the disappointment, the that standing O moment, that vision that we want so bad, it doesn't happen right away. The disappointment happens first, the setback happens first, and then we give up. So that's why we need to talk about disappointments. How are we practicing for those hurdles that are ultimately in the way. Let's first define disappointment. Now, disappointment in the dictionary is defined as a sadness or a displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. Sport is a great place to practice disappointment because disappointments happen outside of sports. And oftentimes we can look back at to when this happened in soccer or when this happened at track or when this happened in swimming and how we handled it. And that gives us the confidence to handle it in other areas of our lives. I also think it's important to point out that disappointment, it's relative. It's relative to that person and that person's dreams and expectations. So quite simply, what is a disappointment for me 
may not be a disappointment for you and vice versa. It's like with my kids, right? Like they don't get the corner piece of the brownie and they like throw a fit about it. And to me, that's not a disappointment, right? Because I want the center gooey one, but I have to hold space for the fact that their expectation was not met. And so that's a disappointment. But despite the relativity of it, I know that's a silly example, but I think you can kind of see through it that despite the relativity, what is universal is that we will face disappointments, whether tiny ones, medium-sized ones, or big ones in our season and throughout our career. How are you going to handle those setbacks, those stumbles, and those moments along the journey that just don't align with your vision? You know, the missed shots or the time your coach yells at you or says something that you don't agree with or the time the disappointment in a conflict with a teammate. How are you going to handle that? How are you going to handle yourself when things don't go according to that perfectly laid out plan? Maybe there's a weather delay. Uh, We all dealt with this with COVID. You know, there's something outside of our control that's disappointing. It disrupts our plans. How are you going to handle that disappointment? And how are you going to handle yourself when someone else gets to the finish line faster, when someone else achieves what you hope to achieve before you do? How are you going to handle that jealousy, that comparison, that complete disappointment when it feels like something has been ripped out of your hand? These are the things we need to talk about, not just the pretty, exciting things. Because in order to get those pretty and exciting things, we need to clear some hurdles. So how are we going to do it? That's why we're talking about it today. Really, when disappointment happens, we have two choices. Choice number one is we can storm off, grab our stuff, and sulk. Or number two, we can handle it, and as I like to say, hype the rest of our team. One of my favorite quotes is, it's an anonymous quote, but it's, adversity doesn't build character, it reveals it. So when disappointment happens, it's going to show us our real character, how we respond when things don't go the way we think they should. Adversity doesn't build character, it reveals it. So what are we doing day by day to build our character, to place those bricks on our foundation as we work towards our dream. Allow me to illustrate this with this story about one of my track girls, and her name is Mary. I had the privilege of coaching Mary for just one season. Now, a little background on our season together is that it was her junior year, and it was also that season right after the lost COVID season. Now, Mary, she had a successful freshman season. She put up a couple good jumps and she competed in a few varsity meets. And so coming into her junior year, she had high expectations for herself of continued improvement and opportunities. And now that lost COVID season, it was it was hard for any athlete. Um, It presented challenges for all of us, but it was especially hard for high jumpers. And I often had to remind my athletes of this because, I mean, how many of you have a high jump pit in your backyard? You know, we live in Iowa, so it's cold. (laughs) Nobody keeps their high jump pits 
on their track. So really, these athletes went an entire year without ever having high jumped. It was frustrating for all of them because it was like their brains knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing, but their bodies were so out of practice and out of step. It just, it took a long time to kind of match them back up together and getting back into that rhythm. It just took time. There were disappointing practices followed by disappointing meets, not just for Mary, but for all these high jumpers. That season, Mary, she had meet after meet where the final height wasn't, it didn't match up to what her expectation for herself was. It wasn't what she wanted. There were some meets where her speed was good and there were some meets where it wasn't. There were some meets where she had a lot of spring off that final step and there were some meets where she didn't. There were some meets where she was our best JV high jumper and there's some meets that she wasn't. Her expectations, her goals for herself, they were not being met and she was disappointed and I could sense it. I always like to call Mary our ultimate hype girl. She just has this positive energy and she always finds a way to share it with her teammates. Now on our final meet of the season, it was this last meet where all of our freshmen, sophomores, JV athletes got to compete together. Now, the thing with track and field is it often feels very individual, especially as a field event athlete. You you feel isolated a lot because your event takes place away from the track, away from the action. And as a high jumper, we don't always get a jump with all of our teammates. The entries are limited, so it might just be you and one other teammate. And so that's why this meet in particular was so special, because we all got to compete together and it was our final one of the season. The first height, excitingly, all of our athletes clear the bar. On the second height, Mary missed on all three of her attempts. It was not her best performance, and it was clear how she removed her headband and she came off the pit with her lack of characteristic bounce and smile that she was disappointed. She was probably a little embarrassed that she was the first one out of her team. But regardless, she hugged me anyways. And she at least appeared to be listening to what I was trying to tell her. And as we're having this moment together, our bubble, our bubble kind of busts a little bit because we hear the rest of our team start to cheer for another teammate that is about to start her jump. And it was like in that moment, Mary snapped back out of it. She ripped the iPad from my hand. She hit record. And she yelled, go, Hannah. Hannah missed that attempt. But before I, as the coach, could step in to say anything to Hannah, to remind her of what she needed to do or give her any kind of encouragement, Mary handled it. She showed Hannah the video of her jump. She gave her some pointers like, stay on your curve and hold your hips up. Exactly the things I would have said. And then what I couldn't do and what was characteristic of Mary is that she hyped her up. You got this. You can do this. And she was right. Her teammate not only cleared that height, 
She cleared the next one. She said a PR not once, but twice. And I, again, as the coach, just got to stand there and enjoy it. Because Mary was on deck. Mary, Coach Mary, was handling it. And it was probably one of my most proudest moments as a coach. Adversity doesn't build character. It reveals it. In that meet, with that performance, Mary had every right to be disappointed. She didn't perform well. She was frustrated. Her season was over. All those reasons, justifiably, everybody would understand why she was upset. They would have understood why she could have stormed off and sulked. But what good would storming off have accomplished for her teammates? What good would have spending the rest of the track meet sulking accomplished for Mary? No good. It would have accomplished nothing. Instead, Mary channeled her disappointment into being present and into supporting her teammates. If Mary hadn't done that, I am convinced that her teammate would not have found success. Her team would not have had the fun that we had at that meet. We would have had a lot less to cheer about. And I know from other experiences that one negative sulking attitude can spread throughout the team. We have two choices when it comes to disappointment. Listen to what some experts have said. Maya Angelou said, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. Joyce Meyer says, when disappointment festers in our soul, it leads to discouragement. So that storming off, that sulking, that why me, why did this happen? That is festering. And all that does, it leads to discouragement. What a great quote. And then this last one from James Clear. He says, the secret to winning is learning how to lose. That is learning to bounce back from failure and disappointment, undeterred, and continuing to steadily march toward your potential. Your response to failure determines your capacity for success. Now, Mary's success, it, it's probably not going to be in the high jumper. She's not going to college as a high jumper. She's not going to hang her, her life's work on the fact that she is a high jumper. But what did high jump and disappointment in this last season teach her? It built her muscles for success. She let it teach her resilience and she learned perspective. She learned that she can be a positive voice for teammates, for friends, for peers. And she learned the power of helping others. In fact, Mary was voted homecoming queen. So if that doesn't tell you how much she is respected by her teammates, I don't know what does. Again, there are two ways to handle disappointment. One keeps you down and discouraged. 
The other keeps you positive and engaged. We will face disappointment. We do have a choice in how we practice it. So choose wisely. Thanks for tuning in to the Standing Out podcast. I really love these opportunities to tell stories like this and to talk about the things we don't always get a chance to talk about at practice or in the locker rooms. So thank you for sharing these messages with your team and your teammates and for really having conversations that are going to build our confidence and make us better beyond the finish line. I would love it if you could leave a five-star review, leave a comment, and share this episode with those in your circle. Until next time, this is Coach D, and I'm cheering you on.